0: Many Americans over the age of 50 are facing a lack of purpose in their post-working lives. They're finding retirement isn't the utopia of doing nothing they imagined it would be. One of the most serious problems plaguing many seniors is loneliness. Today's guest wants to shake up the me-centered retirement culture. He defines retirement as a moment to transition from the conventional to the extraordinary from passive years to the period of active service in God's kingdom. I'm glad you tuned in to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. I'm Dennis Weens, your host, Senior Impact Catalyst at Sat7USA. Be sure to look back through some of the previous episodes. Each one is unique, interesting, and inspiring. You might even find an idea for your own ministry and your local church. And please consider subscribing and leaving us a comment as well. My guest today is Bruce Breinsma, founder and CEO of the Retirement Reformation. So, Bruce, welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast.
1: You know, I've always been fascinated just simply by the, the name unconventional, because I think what God calls many of us to do are very unconventional things, and so He calls us to step into issues that are close to His heart, but that sometimes many of us struggle with. So, Retirement reformation and the whole context of it, uh, I think, is one of those. So it's appropriate that we're talking uh, today, Dennis. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be with you for a bit.
0: It's unconventional because there's about 50 million retired workers receiving Social Security benefits And most of them thought it'd be this me-centered utopia, and it's turned out to be a time of loneliness. And uh, you want to shake up that culture, so you've got quite a job to do with 50 million retirees getting social security benefits. So I've been looking forward to this. You define retirement as a moment to transition from the conventional to the extraordinary, from passive years to a time of active service for God. Unpack that a little bit for us.
1: Oh, I love to do that because the it's interesting when we when we look at our Christian and our faith based community and you use the fifty million number. There's actually the best we can tell. There's about forty eight million Christ followers that are sixty and over, and unfortunately, the majority of them, when you ask what are you doing in retirement, come up with some version of nothing, and nothing's about as passive as I can think of. And uh, yet, God has an active call in our life, and those call the call that he puts on our life is often in unexpected ways sometimes it's clearly predictable, but often it's he he's formed us and he uses us uh to be able to play to to respond to our individual call our life and to step into issues that uh we may not have thought of before when I go back and think about the formation of the retirement reformation and its realization. It kind of goes back to a meeting that we had, Dennis, and I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but in 2019, actually in November of 2018, I I called together about 16 men and women who have an active interest in this area, and we spent two and a half days together in prayer and in conversation about experiences, and we came up with something called the Retirement Reformation. Now, I'm not going to read all 10 points of the Retirement Reformation to you. Your audience can go to retirementreformation.org and read those 10 for themselves, but I would like to read the introduction to it, which is what came out of that meeting, and here's what it says. The Retirement Reformation is committed to encouraging a movement where every Christ follower is confident in God's plan for a lifetime of faithful service and committing in helping the body of Christ reform its understanding of retirement, and then here's key words, and then bearing fruit without measure. And we assert that the biblical truths that Jesus' followers are called to bear fruit in every season of life and affirm the commitment within the 10 principles that are listed after there. Just to kind of package that off for just a second is the key verse that we go to, and it's a kind of a startling Revelation when you really read what what John reports that Jesus said in John uh, 15 16 where he he says very clearly he says you did not call me but I called you amen and I prepared you to bear much fruit fruit that will last so if you just kind of lock in on that thought in your life it certainly gives you a perspective and certainly encompasses the the vision, the ministry, and the need for the messages of the Retirement Reformation for each of your listeners to be able to sit back and examine how it is that they are responding to God's unique call on their life.
0: And that uh, calling from John really affects our life. It's not just about the period of time where we're working a a job, as it were. There's a calling on our lives to make a difference, even in those years that we call retirement. You know, as you think about this, what are some of the myths that Christians or people get get caught up in? They buy into many myths about retirement. You've worked in this now for decades. What are some of these myths that uh, trap people and they get uh, drawn into the wrong thinking?
1: Well, first of all, the thinking that Retirement is going to be like floating on a cloud, that all the problems will disappear and life will just simply be one uh, encouragement, one fe- great experience after another. Another way of saying that, perhaps in fewer words, is that the, the misperception that leisure has meaning. Now, let me clarify that for a moment because some people may take offense or, or be put off by that. Le- leisure doesn't have meaning. Leisure has value. Leisure right. has value, but it does not have meaning. And if we try to put all of our activities, and then when you wake up to the realization that in our in our period of of life here, uh, Dennis, that that retirement can be thirty years. I mean, thirty years. That's probably the biggest new piece of information that that many of the people that I talk to have, and they kind of look at me and and they kind of go, "Really, thirty years?" I say, "Man, that's a long time to play golf." That's a it long is. time to sit on the couch. And that's a long time to travel. Leisure has value, but leisure does not have meaning.
0: Yeah, 30 years, you think of that, it's almost the equivalent of a career that they've just come through.
1: It absolutely is. As a matter of fact, when I, when I talk to audiences and I'll say, whatever age you are right now, just go back 30 years. How old were you then? And let's say there's someone in the audience who's 60 and they're going back and they're thinking when they were 30. And then I ask them the question, What happened in those 30 years? And the answer in some form or other is just about everything. Right. What makes us think that the 30 years in retirement are going to be just one homogeneous period of floating on a cloud? You just know when you put it that way that that's just simply not true but you're not sure what is true.
0: And if they find something that uh, they could really invest in and make a difference, it could be the most impactful uh, season of their life is in this uh, period of time we think is retirement and uh, me-centered or unengaged. But in reality, it could be one of the most impactful times of your life.
1: Well, and when you think about it as as we read our Bible and we understand the perspective that Jesus brings, and all of the all of the other authors through the power of the Holy Spirit. What we know, what we're called to do, is to be faithful for a lifetime, not right. for a season, or not for a period, or not for. But we're called to be faithful for a lifetime. And unpacking what that means in your situation is a is a really valuable process.
0: As I was preparing for this uh, conversation one thing that seemed to surface as I read about retirement is one of the most serious problems is loneliness. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that you've uh, thought through this because you've been working on this retirement reformation for decades. Uh, is this something new or is this tended to be a problem for decades already?
1: Well, I'm sure like most problems, the The seeds of it have been around for a long time, but the reality and the understanding of it and then the implications of it are, I think, relatively new. Interestingly enough, about uh, two months ago, the U.S. Surgeon General's Office put out a 78-page document, and the name of the document was The Epidemic of Isolation and Loneliness in the United States and its Implications for the Health of the Nation." Well, that's a that's a mouthful. It took me a long time just to memorize that. But but one of the one of the really quick comments that they made in in when part of that study, and you, you can go online to US Surgeon General and download that. I think it might be an interesting read for many of you. But at any rate, one of the comments they make in there is that the effect of loneliness, Dennis, on our health is equal to someone who smokes 15 cigarettes a day. I read that and then I had to read it again and say right that the effect of loneliness on our health is equal to that. Now, there's lots of other impacts from that loneliness and that isolation that we have. Uh, Just to, you know, we could probably spend a, you know, we could probably spend an hour talking about some of these, but there's four main gray areas that come and they all have their roots in this area of isolation. And isolation comes from longevity, from then let's Let me just tick these off gray divorce, gray bankruptcy, gray addiction, and gray suicide. You don't see very many articles on any one of those four topics, but they are exploding amongst our senior population, both those who are people who have been, you know, spent a lifetime perhaps in the church and those that have never set a foot in the church. This loneliness is an absolutely key issue. I would think if you just thought about it, you'd say, well, What category of people should never be lonely? Well, you'd think it would be Christians. They have their church community, and Jesus says, you know, you're my friend. And so if you've cut yourself off from those things, and you continue to turn inward as your life shrinks, and as your community shrinks, the negative impact of that is, is really pretty concerning.
0: It is. If you're listening to this podcast, I invite you to forward this to senior citizens in your life. Uh, Send it to your church, your circle of friends, uh, those that are over 60 years of age, so they can learn from Bruce as well. So, Bruce, let's shift gears now and think about the Retirement Reformation. You have a lot of resources. Talk to us about some of these resources that uh, people can read about, uh, watch videos and the website is retirementreformation.org. Talk to us about some of the resources and what pages they should look for.
1: Well, I think the, first of all, you can look at, uh, you can investigate the, the website and we have a whole variety of different, uh, different support material. The reason for that is that the first thing that has to happen to us as we are approaching or in one of the three stages of retirement, and oh, by the way, there are at least three There's an active stage, there's a a mentoring stage, and there's a reflective stage, and each one has different characteristics. But regardless of where you are, at some point, you will be in a transition from one stage to the other. And so the materials that we have there are a wide variety of opportunities for you to use to investigate. The journey that you're to take and the challenges that you have, and and how you can step into God's preferred future for you. So you'll see uh, not only books that uh, I've written, but books that a number of friends of mine have written that are really really helpful. Secondly, um, uh, there is an event that perhaps at your church it would be an appropriate way to have it. We call Oxygen for Life. Oxygen is what you know what gives us life, and that God created. And Oxygen for Life is a Friday night, Saturday event where on Friday night, we invite the seniors from the church in and and then we invite seniors from the community in also. And we have an evening kind of a service together where we talk about these issues. Then on Saturday morning, we have an interactivity that is very interactive and where we discuss four or five key topics in some depth that approach to them. And, And the purpose for all of this is to number one, ignite and alert the church that in fact there are needs secondly that there is skills and in availability amongst the senior group that is not that are not being utilized or challenged as a matter of fact one of the saddest things is that the two groups that are leaving the church in the greatest number are number one are, are Millennials and that's kind of no surprise the other, But the second one is seniors and that's a big surprise because right. they do it very quietly but at any rate to do that, And the whole purpose of this is to shine a light on the issues and to help people go, huh, I guess maybe there is something more. And to be awakened to the fact that they need to investigate what that is. A second step in that process is something we call recreating retirement, which is a 10-session workshop that takes a group of people, but then each one individually, All through, God has uniquely prepared them for what's next and helps them to answer what's next. It may not be a plan for the next 20 years, but it could be a plan for the next year in terms of what's next. And so recreating retirement and oxygen for life are two of those things. Uh, The first book that I wrote, uh, which is available there, is called Retirement Reformation. And interestingly enough, we'll have another book coming out. Oh, probably in the next couple of months, because I've noticed, and Dennis, I would think you may have noticed also that there's an awful lot of seniors that are not experiencing the fruit of the Spirit. Absolutely, they're just, just kind of old and grumpy. You know what I mean? And and they're missing the greatest value that comes from accepting Christ as your personal Savior. The Holy Spirit shows up and then can form and shape you into a new person in Christ. And and so, how many people have either forgotten that? never experienced it, or are ignoring it. And so the book will address those kinds of issues too. So there's also there's a prayer guide and just all kinds of other materials there that are available to you uh, to uh, uh, help you take the next step in discovering what God's plan for the balance of your life is.
0: And you're also putting information out on uh, social media like Facebook and uh, some of that those platforms?
1: I will tell you, give you an interesting, uh, just interesting piece of information, kind of amazing to us. And it plays off of this, this loneliness need and the need for community is that uh, about two months ago, we, we put up a Facebook group. And if you go on your Facebook account, look under groups, you'll, you'll see reset retirement, retirement reset. And that's a special group by you have to apply and let you in. And we didn't know if anyone would think that that was helpful to have a dialogue and continued community in that arena. Well, we're, we're pushing 3000 members in, uh, in not members, but 3000 people have said, yeah, I want to, I want to participate in this. And so it's kind of just another example of the tremendous need. And for many of us, the different ways that we can fulfill that need and be part of, uh, you know, part of God's community and and representing Him to the world.
0: I joined that group and uh, followed you on your trip to Europe and down to Africa.
1: Indeed. We, uh, we we Judy and I took a a period of time, a transition time. Oh, by the way, the, here's a word for your audience that most of them will not know, because I didn't know it up until, you know, maybe three or four months ago, I guess. But the word is liminal, L-I-M-I-N-A-L. And liminal is the time frame between any set of circumstances where you finished one, but you haven't started another. And so that liminal period. And so moving into the first stage of, of retirement or the other stages, uh, when you first become an empty nester, uh, all those kinds of things, there are these liminal periods. And the decisions you make in those liminal periods are absolutely critical because they'll shape everything that's coming after that. At any rate, I thought, you know, as I was stepping down as the CEO of Envoy Financial, a firm I founded 30-plus years ago, and into pretty much full-time work with the Retirement Reformation, I realized there was going to be this liminal period here and that we needed to do something. So I'll give you an example of leisure. Uh, it was a 55-day leisure period with with a uh, one week in Tanzania, uh, checking out the animals, another week in Kenya, checking out the animals. And then a 32-day cruise that ended up in Bangkok. And so it was that time that gave me the space, the leisure, to be able to reflect, to think, and to prepare myself for what was next. And it was just a wonderful blessing that we were able to uh do that. As a matter of fact, we're gonna we're going to announce a uh a retirement reformation safari trip uh here in you know probably another couple of weeks.
0: Well, keep us posted on that safari trip. Uh, you also are a podcaster, and uh, your podcast is "I Retire for Him" podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Exactly. Well, it's just been a blessing because it gives us an opportunity, along with my my uh, uh, with Jim Brangenberg, who assists me with with that process, and he and I have just amazing conversations. And then we have amazing guests on our podcast. It's "I Retire for Him." You can find it pretty much any place where podcasts are held. You can also find all well I think we're pushing 99 of them on uh, on our that you can connect with on our our webpage uh, retirementreformation.org you can look for podcasts and find them there. And much as you do and as we're having a conversation here, we're able to take different topics and be able to really focus in on them for typically two or three podcasts. And so as you go through them you can see all the different subjects that we've covered. Uh, over the years now that we've done those podcasts. So thank you for asking. It's uh, being able to uh, spread the word in different ways is what we're called to do.
0: So your goal was to shake up the me-centered retirement demographic in our society. Are you making progress?
1: Well, we are, but it's, uh, you know, we, what, what I realized, you know, Dennis is is that you know, let's let's take the marketplace as 48 million Christ followers. That's a fairly large group of people. And as I really uh investigated that and came to understand what that really meant, I realized that the need is greater than anything that either you or I, frankly, could even imagine. And that in that there's no one person, one book, one organization, one group, one that can really impact that community. So that maybe in the next five or 10 years, we can impact 10 million of them, which will, you know, which has the opportunity to change our culture. So what we really need is, is, is not a program, not a book, not a pro. but what we really need is a movement. And, and so a movement Will be include you and me and the talents and gifts that God's given us and the best ability we can to share the story, but all of your listeners, because it's going to take all of us to be able to create that movement, the energy that will happen, which can in fact change a culture, which right now without it appears is going south pretty fast.
0: Right. And I encourage our podcast listeners to get on your website, retirementreformation.org. Uh, read the 10 points of the retirement referendum that you wrote and uh, check out some of the resources that you provide for people to rethink how they're going to spend their last 30 uh, some years in meaningful work. Avoid that loneliness as so prevalent in our culture and society today. So Bruce, this has been fascinating to listen to you talk about retirement and thank you for coming on the Unconventional Ministry Podcast.
1: Well, let me just be an encouragement to you and to your listeners that that our, our God is an unconventional God, and that the response that he expects from us is also unconventional, because it is certainly countercultural. And so together, let's just agree that we've got some work to do, and we can do it together, and we will find meaning and purpose in that work.
0: Amen. In our changing world, there are more ways than ever to do ministry. SAT7 as a broadcast media ministry is changing how ministry is done. Through innovative approaches, collaborative efforts, broadcast satellite television, web streaming, and social media, SAT7 is making a difference. Visit SAT7 online today at sat7usa.org to learn ways you can be a part of this kingdom work. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. If you know of an unconventional ministry approach, please introduce us. We'd like to have them on as guests. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast.